Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering The Summoner's Call, presented by The Gamers Inn. This is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. Eddie, how's it going? Going pretty good. Mm-hmm. Been crazy week, especially with the late recording of the last episode, but... Yeah, the whole uh, the whole Easter hopping down the bunny trail thing kind of threw us off because this is technically our sepin- second sepin- second episode this week. Already a foible uh, right at the beginning, but uh, yeah, we're I, that being said, there's quite a bit in here to talk about, so I don't want to delay much further. I'm glad you're doing well, and I'm glad we've all survived to the weekend to record yet another Summoner's Call. Uh, let's start off with game stories. Banner updates. There's been, you know, quite a few banners popping in over the last uh, four days. So, how have you done in your your search for Dorcas or Jenny? Uh, well, you know, that is kind of what it is. Is that, uh, like I mentioned, for Lissa and her skills, I need a Dorcas or a Jenny, which are the two easiest characters to get a hold of out of the ones that have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I technically have the Marissa if I need it for one of the skills, but. I kind since Tempest or yeah Tempest Trial reward characters are so rare, kind of want to hold her to give the other Marissa I have a plus one. Uh, but yeah, um, just one new banner actually started since we last recorded, mm-hmm. um, which was the cooldown bonuses banner that started this morning. Um, unfortunately, like I was hoping, Dorcas was not part of it. It was just Ike, Nephany, and Mia. Uh, so I went ahead, did my free summon, and then spent about 12 orbs to pull the uh, rest of the red, green, and colorless uh, to either get the miss- uh, two missing characters I have in the catalog or the, um, I guess I have a blue missing as well, but uh, or Doris or Jenny for the uh, items I need. Uh, but I did have no luck, just got a bunch of... Three stars and a four star. Yeah, I I pulled just as I do with the four and five star heroes. I just pull my free and, and I and I jump out and I I didn't get much, but uh, I wasn't really aiming for anything with these banners outside of the the voting gauntlet banner where I I was able to. See, it's funny over the course of a month, have having my orbs balloon to over a hundred is is kind of crazy. Then after I seem to spend all of those, I I drop them all on the legendary banner. Uh, it just it's impossible to to save up orbs it's uh, it's it almost feels like a, a like a a drought that has been put upon me so i i finally after five days was able to scrape together 15 orbs to try and do a full summon from the voting gauntlet banner in hopes of getting spring camilla or spring lucina because i didn't get them the first time around uh, but i ended up getting another spring crom and I, I think i already doubled up on a spring crom last year so it's it was kind of fitting, but I don't know if Spring Karam has any skills worth inheriting, so I might take a look at that and see if I can feed him to another one of my mains, or if not, just merge him with my current pile of Spring Karams. I, I haven't really decided yet, because I just got them this morning and I haven't really looked into it, but yeah, not much not much luck on the summoning train, but you know, I don't know about you, but the Tharchia, which we'll we'll talk about later on in the show, I'm not I'm not too keen to summon from that one unless there's something truly special there. So I guess 
guess what I'm trying to say is like I'm I'm in an orb saving mode now. I don't think there's much coming up outside of legendary banners that I'm really excited about. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm kind of the same thing. I you know Thracia being a Japan only, I don't know much about the characters in it. So you know I'm not dying for any of those characters specifically. Um, if Nana is a healer and has uh, the skill that Bridal Lin has, the Dazzling Staff on her, I might try and hunt for that. Other than that, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. You know, it, it's, I'll, I'll it is do my new method I mentioned with the um, Chrom banner. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even just do the do it to the point where even if I it's less than 30 orbs, as soon as I get a five star i go ahead and stop you know because well i i hope that i hope there's something obviously coming and and you know we'll uh, once we get to speculation corner where there'll be some stuff to look forward to and and it won't take long to know a couple days from now so that's currently what we're looking at for banners but in terms of the other stuff going on in the game the biggest thing for me would be the voting gauntlet right and um that's always a fun one to talk about because in our discord We've got some very passionate people about Voting Gauntlet, including Void and Whirlwind, who are in there. Like, I got a notification from Void. He, he pinged, uh, well, he didn't ping anybody. He just posted to the Fire Emblem channel and said, like, hey, Kagero's got double points. Go, go, go. And I thought that was that was really fun to kind of work together on it, even though Kagero is, is kind of slaughtering everybody. The only person who, who so far has put up much of a fight has been Spring Camilla, but... Um, well, yeah, but with the uh, boosts, you never know what might happen. I actually uh, saw something after uh, later on is that in that prom was at like eight billion nine hundred million an hour before the gauntlet ended, hmm. where Catria was up over ten million. Oh wow! So the point bonus allowed Crom to pull a. And from what I understood, he had that bonus for two hours, and he managed to pull a last-minute upset there. So you can dominate the entire first day and a half. If that last hour they, the other team has a bonus, they could suddenly jump past you without you expecting it. And we all know how so. much you love that rubber banding mechanic. It's, it, I think you've gone on record saying it's your favorite thing about this game. Oh, yes. Absolute favorite. <laughs> uh, speaking just just of... be careful you don't trip too hard into that sarcasm there yeah 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 just be careful everyone that's a big thick wall of sarcasm but speaking of uh well, I, I was more thinking a deep chasm sarcasm. deep chasm deep chasm <laughs> well speaking of deep chasm and and losing things in them how did your sharina do uh uh yeah i went with sharina the first round and she lost oh. uh, i went ahead and went with lucina because those were the two characters i liked the best and since i have all eight of the characters the bonus thing wasn't that big of a concern um yeah like and you were commenting void in uh those and whirlwind uh do talk about it a lot and their focus is, seems to be less on who wins right. more on making sure they get the most out of the bonuses when they're available so they can get as many feathers from the thing as they can which makes sense and that's really one of the best th- ways to look at the thing as a feather gathering thing. Oh right, because when you when you are victorious, depending on your rank, you get more oh. feathers. Is that correct? 
Victory in the gauntlet is less of a concern. It's more what rank in the actual army you are. Oh. Because with each army, with each um, round, you get a bunch of feathers for where you are in that army for that round. And at the end, you do get a cum cumulative boost of feathers. So if you're paying attention and getting your uh, bonuses when they're available, you can boost your score enough to hopefully get a good uh, good rank in the army to get a nice chunk of feathers. Yeah, I've been I've been more after feathers lately as I'm trying to build, well, first of all, trying to reduce the amount of extra heroes I have in my inventory and, and kind of build a, a super duper May because I think I'm like 10 plus 6 right now. So the 20,000 feathers are nice because I just have a bunch of like silver maize hanging around. So maybe I need to focus more on on the my rank in the army but i just really haven't set timers i i remember like oh right voting gauntlet and it's been like six hours since the last time i've i've played um i usually I'm, go ahead sorry. i'm of a similar this time around um like with the sharino uh round of the gauntlet i didn't even do the full five uh battles with a green hero on my team and hmm. sharina was the green hero because i wasn't getting in often enough to yeah, I, I think, yeah, and that's true. Like, I wonder, honestly, if if there is a point in kind of outside of ranking in the army, if there, if you're really tipping the scales for your team by going in there every half hour, I guess the only way you'd be tipping the scales is if you went in uh, during bonus points, which which is always nice. But, yeah, I, I went with Kagero because uh, we were talking pre-show. The reason I, I choose a specific hero, you know, I do have my favorites, However, of the new spring characters, I have Kigero, so I went with Kigero, and I figured, you know, between, as is the subreddit dictates, uh, you know, depending on what characters are are meme-worthy and, and sort of fan service -y, I guess, as some people like to say, like, Kigero versus uh, Camilla was kind of this... Um, this, this this battle all of its own, so I figured, you know, Kigero's new, so she'll probably win that, but I didn't have... I mean, that was the main battle of the gauntlet to figure out who the best, I mean, best hero was. Yeah, I was dancing around it, but you made the joke, which is good. And uh, send your email. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, everybody knows, like, this game, when you show it to people, it's funny because there's a lot of cool character design. But if you show it to someone who's never heard of Fire Emblem, there's always, like, the, that one character that's like, oh, it's this kind of game. And it's like, it really isn't that kind of game. There's just one or two characters per game in the series that seems to be designed in a way that is people say fan service but let's face it it's just over sexualized characters right um and there's always one or two that that seems to take the spotlight um but there's so much more to fire emblem than that i have no clue what you're talking about <laughs> i mean it is perfectly normal to wear a bikini in the middle of winter true that is true. That was a, the most accurate statement ever, witne ever witnessed, ever stated on this show. So, um, well, Once again, keep an eye out for that sarcasm there. Yeah, you'll trip if your sar sarcasm radar isn't working. But why don't we move on to continuing events. Uh, Rival Domains Week 5 will be active until the 14th. Earth Blessing quests are on until the 10th, so get on it. I know there's one more I've got to do. The Bound Hero Battle Revival Minerva and Maria ends on the 10th as well. So does the bunny, bunny Battle Ballot, also over on the 10th. 
So get your voting gauntlet on. Awakening maps for to celebrate the release of DLC and Fire Emblem Warriors is on to the 18th. And then there's also a Chain Challenge and Squad Assault quests on until the 20th. And as predicted, your arena bonuses include Legendary Robin, your spring, your new spring characters, uh, Zephyl, Narcian, Delthea, Elrica, Restoration Lady, and Fiorm. Erica. Erica? Oh, is the yes. I silent? Oh, that's not. Yeah, I said it as if it was an L. That is definitely yep. an I. Um, well, you, you could say Irica if you want, but most people I hear phrase it Erica, but it's definitely not Elrica. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. Thank you for that and one. This is the original version with the sword, not the mage on a horse. Right. Not the... Which the... is why I put in the subtitle for the character, since there's two versions of her. Oh, it's always it's always appreciated, because... Uh... It's not. It's not the. We thought this would make a cool choose your legend hero, but it didn't work out that way. So here's a. Or maybe it was like we wanted. They did legendary Ephraim, so they decided they wanted to do a legendary Erica. Uh, Erica. Well, she wasn't legendary, but yeah, they did an Erica. Uh, she was the first non uh, special, uh, non you know limited time, second version of a character. Which we knew they had to do eventually, which is, is something we, we have talked about. But uh, yep. yeah, finally, your Rival Domains bonus is back to Infantry Heroes. So that's it. Rival in- rival Domains has been around long enough that they've circled the drain back to Infantry Heroes. So get your bonus on. Uh, let's move into the topic. Eddie has prepared a delectable main course this week as we're going to talk about active skills, weapons, assists all that fun stuff let we'll do, yeah we boiled it down to skills so eddie why don't you kick us off with active skills okay um active skills as the name implies are primarily skills that you tend to activate um the uh weapons and assist skills are essentially ones that you choose when you activate them by you know attacking or selecting an ally to assist them um, and the third part of the active skills are the special skills. Mm-hmm. Um, these are ones that are on a cooldown, and they automatically activate when uh, the appropriate conditions are met, usually attacking an opponent. Uh, sometimes it's when you get attacked, or uh, sometimes it's like when you get a knockout kill, some of them will keep you at one health, or one of them will. Yeah. Okay. So... The, the the active skills, to me, they seem to be... Are they the most valuable, you'd say, or are they the most common? Um, it's hard to really argue value, because the uh, passive skills, um, you know, give you a constant boost, usually, or give other, you know, help out your characters to give them more, you know, of certain uh, abilities and stuff. Um, and other... Uh, passive skills like the distant counter or close counter hmm. uh, allow you to attack when you're attacked out of a normal range of your weapon. Uh, although some weapons have that built in as well. Um, I mean, essentially, without the active skills, you can't attack or help your team. So I guess they are kind of the most important in that aspect. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So when it comes to weapons, you know, it, it, that's your primary sort of that's well, that's your primary attack. That that dictates what the hero can do to another hero in the damage phase, right? 
Yep, if a character does not have a weapon equipped, they cannot attack. Um, you know, they're the... Uh, and one of the main things they do is increase the attack mm-hmm. of your character. Um, most weapons have at least 10 attack on them, so they'll give at least 10 more attack to whatever your character's built-in attack stat is. Uh, but they also have uh, managed to make, mo- uh, for the most part, unique or unique sprites so it actually changes what your character is carrying when you give them a different weapon so on the little sprites okay well that makes sense i i think that the weapons the weapons have always been this thing that they've tried to evolve Uh, skills have hit a cap like they they constantly are introducing new skills but weapons through the refinery stuff they've been they try to keep weapons in the hands of the original owners to kind of give them an extra boost. And that's usually through the, again, the weapon refinery, that's where they kind of say like, Hey, now your, um, your Soren has a better mage weapon. So you don't have to like replace it with an, with a stronger weapon. And, and, uh, you're right. Like they, they are unique looking. So when you inherit them to somebody else, you're passing on that carrot lance or the, the bouquet, the bouquet or something like that to, yep that new hero yeah um like weapons can really only ideally or the best version of a weapon can only be come from a five star uh so weapons are very expensive to inherit out there are some who will constantly say oh inherit out this weapon but the weapon refinery was a way to make some of the weaker weapons as they added more weapons or more unique weapons uh more viable if you couldn't, if you could not afford to, you know, farm out that five star to another character, uh, weapons are uh, connected to the color and uh, type of weapon the character uses. So a red sword character can only inherit a red sword, another you know sword, uh, but a, you know not a blue tome or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, or a lance or anything that's off color or off type, you know. So that's part of how it's limited. Right. Um, They are generally uh, separated initially into two categories, unique or often called legendary weapons, um, which they often have a special name and cannot be inherited. Uh, They'll often have the moniker in the skill listing that this can only be used by its original unit or equipped by its original unit. Uh, Then they're just... You know, the I say basic, but it's not quite the right word. But uh, those ones you can usually tell right away because um, their five star version, uh, max out version, has a plus at the end, and those can usually be inherited. Okay, that's good to know. And and often the ones with the plus have a refinery as well. Not always, I don't think, but often. Yeah, no, it, in the refinery, when, when you're looking at those weapons and you're upgrading them, there's also, like, a choice in terms of what you're upgrading. I think usually you always get that, like, boosted passive skill or active or whatever, or just effect, uh, but you also can choose between that weapon giving you extra HP, speed, damage. You can put it all into damage. Or if you're looking to get that hero more speed, you can give them more speed that way. So weapons have really evolved in the last couple months once they added the the weapon refinery to give you 
more options to customize your skill sets and your character stats without giving without inheriting a weapon and and that's some passing weapons away from their original heroes uh, I, I i can't think off the top of my head the last time i've done that because it just it feels weirdly wrong yeah um it's just, part of me is the expense of it you know um Unless I was specifically trying to build a character with a specific weapon or specific things, you know, having um, or just tossing out a five-star even just for the weapon, even if it is quite a big upgrade, is something that, to my mind, is a little... And it's not really tossing out, but, you know, it's something that I need to work my mind around if I ever get around to the point that I'm needing to transfer a weapon true but uh, most weapons do have additional abilities which is some of the reasons why you might want to inherit them to someone else uh, such as the brave weapons um, they give you uh, they have a built-in speed reduction but they give you two attacks per uh, essentially swing um, so you'll always do at least two attacks and if you double a character you do four attacks uh, and those two attacks come before the other character gets to retaliate. So that's where their, you know, advantage, uh, disadvantage balance works out. You're more likely to get doubled, but you're going to get two attacks as well, no matter what. Hmm. Um, and the fire sweep uh, group of weapons uh, prevent any kind of counterattack. That's another fairly common inheritable weapon. Um so your character cannot counterattack when you get attacked, and their the opponent cannot counterattack when you attack them. So. Oh, yeah, I've seen those around. I've never used a fire sweep specifically, but I have seen them, especially in arena. I'm always wondering, like, why when I hit this guy he won't counterattack, and then why when he hits me? So that's good to know. Again, learning something new every week, even though I play this game every day, it shows how much I truly pay attention um you know moving away from weapons let's talk about people who don't really use their weapons but uh healers and whatnot use a lot of these and i'm not saying all his assist, assist skills fall to healers but there are, are a lot of like positional ones that i use on my you know attack heroes so assist skills fall into as you're saying here one of three categories you have healing exclusive to staff characters movement skills like swap or drawback like i mentioned and then rally skills that give a one-turn stats and a fourth assist skill that is exclusive to units that start with it, which is a dance-slash-sing skill that allows a character to take a second turn, which is um, pretty common in the Fire Emblem games, again, as you've noted here. Uh, to me, though, I had never really noticed it until Azura, but now I'm thinking, duh, Olivia was the dancer in Awakening, but I just really never used her because she was so... Her, pa her personality was so not gelling with... Uh, I Like, I didn't want to hear from her because she was so like, oh my God, no, no, don't look at me. And I've experienced that while playing uh, Warriors, yeah. which we'll talk about in a bit, but do you... Yeah, Livia's always been a weird character to me. She wears virtually nothing, but is painfully yeah, shot. They found a way to have her wear even less in Warriors, but leave it to... Uh, koei tecmo or whatever they're called to to find a way uh they're like jurassic park <laughs> uh so <laughs> what are your thoughts on assist skills do you find them to be very important to your teams um it 
Yeah, they are pretty important. Um, it de- I guess it depends on the team I'm building. Um, if I have a dancer sing character in the team, they're extremely important because they can allow a character either character to either get out of the way or get a second attack and kill a character as opposed to potentially getting killed by that opponent. Um, and, of course, because I'm a big fan of Lissa, the healing is very useful as well. Uh, if you're not getting singled out by the kit or you know one shot killed by the opponent you know you can bring your healer in if they're close enough to uh you know bring your character back to full health yeah or close to it closer to it um the big thing that drives me i mean for the most part if i put a um assist skill on a non-healer i'll use a movement skill uh because that way like um you can have a character dive in and if someone that's likely to one-shot kill them is there, use the movement skill to either move another character in front of them or move them out of the way, mm-hmm. uh, out of the range of the attack. But that can drive me crazy on when I'm doing auto battle during Tempest Trials because the AI feels, oh, if you have an ability that you can use during this turn, you must use it, whether it's an attack or a movement skill. So they'll have a red character standing up looking at a green character then have a blue character come up and reposition them to behind the blue character so the blue character gets attacked by the green character right yeah Yeah. there's a lot of strategy to the assist skills that i've found because when you notice the oh one clear uh, one turn clear uh, gb ghb uh, lunatic plus or infernal and it's people repositioning and getting additional, you know, attacks out. And that's where the skills really shine in the higher skill level maps where you're, you have to strategically know how to get hit, how to get out of there, uh, have all those, those, different, uh, those different strategies involved. And, and I know for me, like my main team, a lot of those heroes are are situated in a way where you've got your swaps and your repositions that allow you to move your characters around strategically and get them into place really easily. So that's the assist skills are super important. And like you said, very much so for the healers. Uh, so that's good. Uh, and the last type hmm. of skill, active skill, is the special skills. Um, they generally either are on attack or on defense. Uh, but on attack, they're kind of split further in that um, there are some abilities like the rising and blazing skills. Um, there might be another uh, name that they use for some of these that will uh, activate before battle. So when you go to attack them, they'll, outside of the combat screen, if you have that activated, they'll do an attack, then they'll go in and do the normal attack. Um, and the other ones are the ones that uh, trigger in the middle of the combat uh, where you'll get the special extra flashy picture of your character uh, attack animation and do extra damage or heal yourself or uh, stuff like that um, and then the other uh, the defensive specials are like the sacred cowl or the um, miracle which when your opponent is attacking you you pop up additional defense mm-hmm. uh, a lot of those i i thought i find the defense ones to be incredibly helpful like that's the reason fiorm was 
was really cool at the beginning because not only could she like basically negate magic damage to zero with her with her ability um you, it just made the it, it, those defense skills really allowed you to play the offense or the defense game really well in terms of when it's the ai turn you could just sit there and take it and then get them all up close and then hit them over the head real quick so those specials are the meat and potatoes of the game where you're getting there are there uh, we'll talk about this later on but there are seals that allow you to have a minus one to your special counter and that it comes in really handy if you're trying to just trigger that special as many times as possible and for faster heroes like lynn uh, and other uh, assassin base characters, you're giving them the best bang for their buck with a special that only takes two charges. So if their speed is high enough to double almost everyone, you're getting that special off like every other turn. So specials are really important. Yep. Yeah, they are. And um, like the current banner that just came out today is cooldown bonuses. Um, it's got Ike, uh, Brave Ike with his heavy blade which gives a cooldown bonus, as do the other two have various things that'll give you a cooldown bonus for your specials, uh, which is where some of those seals that you were talking about come from, because they were all the seals that I've seen are essentially uh, versions of the passive skills. You know? Yeah. Um, and when they added the uh, Sacred Seal Forge, they allowed you to upgrade it to the full potential for the most part. Yeah. It, it's so. specials are really important and, and and really cool because uh like you were saying earlier at the beginning it gives you that special animation as well and when you see those character trailers that uh, intelligent systems puts out that's the art you're seeing every time when they uh when they show off a character because they usually show their special uh or not every well, time, not every time because there are some characters that do not have the uh special that activates during combat oh, that's a good point. so but uh yeah it's uh it's really cool that we're able to kind of move through the basics here so i mean if we did active skills now could you give a teaser as to what we'd be covering on the next sort of t- i don't know if we have a special name for it outside of the topic but w- what are your thoughts what what comes next after active skills well, I, I view this more as the fey basics series of stuff okay. we're kind of doing going over the basics of the game uh but there isn't really a preset side name for it but i like fey uh, basics most likely we'll probably yep most likely we'll probably be covering the passive skills the alternative to the active well, skills go, folks. Uh, i i will note that we're not necessarily going to discuss the seals at this point we'll save that for another time where we go a bit more into depth of the sacred seal forge and all that but you know like i said most of the seals really are just passive skills uh repackaged true True. well yeah that is a really good point so yes in the near future i'm sure it's on the list we'll talk about seals but look forward to the next fey basics when we talk about passive skills the second part to the skill conversation so upcoming events we have our event calendar, which you've noted here, ends on the 11th. No new events posted. No, no new events starting after the 11th with this calendar. Uh, but your thoughts are that we'll get a new one very soon, right? Uh, I'd say more mm. hopes. But with the announcement of the Faye Channel, I'm hoping that maybe on the 10th, the um, reset right after the Faye Channel launches will give us a calendar as well. 
uh, but it's not really guaranteed. We don't know for sure. Uh, like I said before, like um, back when the uh, they did the Choose Your Legend Heroes, they gave us calendars for two or three months and then stopped. Now, they've been better this time in that they've done like four, three or four calendars, like more calendars than they did with the Choose Your Legends in a row. So we can hope they'll keep it going, but we don't know for sure that they will. True. They don't have to and... Yeah, well, so. hopefully they they see it they see fit to give us this information because I know when they don't they hear about it so look forward to that uh, as uh, as for events that we know are are coming you've got starting these events are starting by April fourteenth which is our next recording date a bound hero battle for Tiki and Noe and a banner for it that's starting on the tenth. A new heroes banner should be Tharchia 776 and login bonus associated with that starting on April 11th. And as you mentioned, we have a Fae channel, which will be arriving Monday, April 9th at 8.30 p.m., approximately 17 minutes. And with that, let's head into the speculation corner to quickly chat about what we think could be surprising us on Monday night. What do you think, Eddie? Um... Really, the main thing I think is we'll get the Thracia banner video because that's about the time they'd be releasing it anyway. Um, unless they decide to do different heroes than the Thracia heroes on the 11th. Uh, but uh, maybe some announcement of new grand heroes. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Because uh, the past two months, they seem to have been doing uh, constant uh, grand hero or bound heroes and rotating which and since this month we had nothing but bound hero battles maybe next month we'll have uh constant as soon as it ends grand heroes with one or two of them being new yeah i mean with the thracia banner coming out it'd be a great time to add a new thracia uh grand hero opponent you know a villain from thracia i think we will well i think we we should get a a bound hero battle or at least a grand hero battle that associated with the Thracia. Now there are characters in the game currently from the, the Thracia games, right? Uh, yes. Um, there are two characters that are listed in the catalog as being from the Mm -hmm. Thracia. Um, now, like I mentioned last week when we were discussing Aira, uh, from, genealogy of the holy war uh the game actually takes place in the middle so i think there might be some characters i'm not sure how many uh from genealogy that will that cross into the game uh but like i said it being a japanese only game and a kind of rare one at that i say rare it's not exactly what i mean it's it's considered or at least in the past, everything I heard, it was considered the hardest Fire Emblem game ever. So it had a even more exclusive fan base than most of Fire Emblem. Hmm. That sounds like not my cup of so. tea. If it's considered the hardest Fire Emblem game, so I was I, what I was getting though at is if there are three Chia, and we're gonna say it different every time. Every time, at least I say it. But if there are existing three Chia characters, maybe that's where they pull the grand grand hero battle from because usually that grand hero battle actually i would say most definitely that grand hero battle or sorry bound hero battle i keep confusing the two 
The bound hero battle always pulls from heroes existing in the game, but maybe the grand hero battle, because they confirmed for Thracia it was three characters, right? Yes, they confirmed Leaf, Nana, and I don't remember what the name of the third Mm. guy was. Uh, Leaf, L-E-I-F, is the, from what I understand, is the lord of that game. Um, And if he's not the only lord not actually in the game yet, he's one of very few that don't have a character yet. Um, Nana is a main character, and I think it was another common or big, you know, starter character from the game. Uh, but I, like I said, not knowing the game that well. Yeah, it's it's tough to it's tough yeah. to really look at this this banner without and be able to pick out heroes. But I'm sure the people who know the franchise really well are looking at that banner and saying, "Oh, well, this is the grand hero battle. This is the fourth character for this banner that they're going to throw to the grand hero battle for free." So that could be. A, well, usually, no, I was sorry? just going to say that could be the case with the grand with the grand hero battle that we that we suspect will arrive. Well, yeah, in my experience, in, or in the common experience of the grand hero battles, is those are usually villains. Ah. So it may not be a. I mean, other than Xander, and to a degree, you could argue Xander being a villain. I think most, if not all, of the grand hero battles have been villains in their right. games. Uh, which was why I was kind of surprised when, A, they did the um, Fallen Heroes banner, and B, they did uh, fell Ro- female Fell Robin as a legendary hero, because most of the time, more villainous characters like they would normally be, uh, and those ones, like we mentioned when they came out, were kind of special in that they're heroes that, for one reason or another, became a villain. Um, true. Most of the time, it's villains are wait saved for grand hero. Battles. Well, then maybe we'll get the villain from Thirtia Six, Seven, whatever. Uh, but we won't have long to wait for that one. This whole thing drops on on the ninth. But we have a note here from the Discord that uh, you you've been really good at engaging with the Discord and, and asking for their input. So Void has said that he thinks we'll get a timeline for the choose your legend characters. Do you, do you think he's right? Is that too soon? Or, I mean, it is April. It, it's possible. Uh, it's entirely possible. Um, if they've gotten quicker about building characters, we might hear mm-hmm. something. Uh, but like we said last year, I mean, unless they somehow predicted uh, who would actually win, which I'm not sure they could have predicted Veronica. No. Maybe they could have, but unless they somehow predicted who would win it, they had no clue who they would be building a character for. Maybe they had some skills they were planning to put on whoever wins, so they might get it quicker. But I'm estimating estimating there is about a five to six month turnaround time to build a character from scratch. Yeah, especially with... Which is what we had with the last year's CYO. Yeah, yeah. so we'll... We'll see. We'll see. Maybe they'll get. Maybe they'll say like, "Hey, I look forward to them late summer." Because I think they did kind of give. I don't yep. think we have that timeline, and they did kind of give that timeline at the beginning of Fire Emblem Heroes' sort of lifespan. So, um, well, no, they didn't really give a timeline for the Choose Your Legends Heroes when they first announced it. They just said these characters would get a. You know, whoever wins this would get a special. Did they not outfit. say summer, or am I? You know my smoking 
Maybe I'm misremembering it, but I don't recall them specifying any kind hmm. of timeline when they announced. You know, just that at some point in the future they would get a special version of those yeah. characters. Well, I, I could be wrong. That was so long ago. I sometimes I don't remember what I had for breakfast. So, uh, look forward to all that fun stuff arriving on the ninth, and you can be sure it will take over uh, a good portion of next week's show because I'm hoping for some some pretty big surprises. I know in the Discord when we were chatting, I made it sound like ah, it's gonna be a rehash of everything. But with 17 minutes, con- uh, sorry, approximately 17 minutes. Um, we've, there's a lot there that they can cover and I don't think it'll be all cake jokes. So look forward to that. Uh, summoners focus this week, looking at Fey divine dragon. Eddie, why don't you break down the lore for this character? Okay. Uh, Fey is a playable character from the binding blade. Um, she is divine. Uh, div- <laughs> I'll learn how to talk one of these days. I promise. She's a divine dragon maniquette. Um, that's maniquette is the fire emblem name for the dragon right. race. Uh, in one of the few remaining full-blooded dragons, uh, being a full-blooded dragon, she ages re- extremely slowly, and she is actually seven century or several centuries old when you meet her in the game. But she is very childish and naive uh, because dragons living for thousands and thousands of years because um there's like i don't know how many thousands of years or hundreds and hundreds of years between uh the marth and the awakening games but tiki survived the entire time being a full-blooded dragon in that world Mm. you know tiki is the same character in uh the marth games and the awakening games just thousands of years down the and that's really cool i I love the idea of I love the idea of starting from scratch with every Fire Emblem game, but I also like the idea of bridging the gap with these characters that, that can live this long, so that's really nice. And, I, you know, for some reason, I don't really remember much about Faye. Now, Binding Blade, that's that's not the one that came out in America. That's a Japanese release. Correct. It would be hard for you to remember much about Faye since she was a Japanese-only character. Um don't re- I think I've heard rumors that they thought that the Binding uh, Blade game would be too complicated or too challenging for Western audiences, so they created the Blazing Blades game, which was a prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, she does have a quick appearance in that in one of the chapters when you're on the edge of the desert, a desert. Um, and if you have uh, Hawkeye go into the house that she's in and talk to him, you'll hear her name and... She'll have special dialogue That's with him. Neat. Otherwise, she just talks with whoever and tells them about some kind of uh, hidden treasure on the map. So, yeah, that's kind of a cool thing. When they did a bunch, a handful of stuff like that when you, you know, for characters that are around during that time, which would be kind of limited, mm-hmm. but, you know, that could appear in the two, both games. Um, in, in her game, in Binding Blade, after Roy saves her village, uh, she did want to travel with him, but was denied. Uh, she tried to sneak out after him, got captured, and after Roy rescues, rescues her the second time, uh, she does join the army and is playable from that point on. Okay. So well, That's cool. That's, a, that's an interesting 
piece because usually in those Fire Emblem games, as soon as you meet a, a new character, like he's either a bad guy or he's going to join my team. So it's interesting to see that this was an instance where it was like, nah, you're not coming with us. No, no offense, but no thanks. Uh, well, it from what I understood, I'm sorry if I didn't explain it well, it was that her village, the people who she lived with denied her the permission. Oh, oh okay. It was that, oh, we don't want you to go get killed. And Roy was, you know, kind of, even though she is years and years older than him, being a dragon, she behaves like a child. So she was kind of treated like a child and told she was not allowed to go. Hmm. That's the way I understood what I was reading. Okay. Well, that's good to that's good to know. So, yeah, and, and again, I, I never don't have much. Like in the Fire Emblem franchise similar in fire emblem heroes i don't have a lot of experience with Faye. i know i've inherited her a couple times into other characters for some of her skills i know that i've sent her home a couple times because i just don't really like the design of the character and i'm not a big dragon type fire emblem hero player so like i don't have a, a lot of experience with her like what are, what are your experiences with Faye? Well, yeah, I understand the being iffy about it unless you're building a Dragon Emblem team with the Dragon Boosts. Um, dragons do have an additional uh, weakness that normal characters don't, and that if someone with a Falchion uh, attacks them, Falchions do a boost the damage against them. Uh, so, you know, dra- they do have to be careful about that. Yeah. Uh, so they do have as a random dragon thrown into a team, they could suddenly get knocked out in one hit very easily if someone has the right opponent on their team. Um, Like you, um, I haven't used her that much. I do have a five-star plus one version of her. Uh, When I looked through my catalog, uh, that I leveled her up because at some point I was thinking of trying to make a dragon emblem team. Um, And for the longest time, she was the only green dragon in the game. Uh, so other than leveling her, I haven't spent much time with her. Uh, like you mentioned, she has a useful skill. Um, she has Renewal 3 at 4-star. Uh, so if you have a 4-star Fae, you can give someone Renewal 3 easily. Uh, and Renewal is the one that every other turn they uh, heal 10 health, which can be useful on some characters. Uh, yeah. So well, That's really cool. Um, as for her preferred IV... If you're looking to kind of min-max this character, you're going to want to either look at attack speed or defense for the boon. Uh, Attack allows Faye to hit a little harder and uh, can help in certain matchups. Speed, obviously, can be used for the defensive property of preventing follow-up attacks. Uh, And defense grants four additional stats rather than three. can be considered to equalize Faye's physical bulk with magical bulk, especially against blue armors. Her neutral is resistance. Uh, it's whatever. It's a neutral. The bane is HP. Is your desirable bane because uh, most builds require Fey to engage in multiple attacks. And um, yeah, wait, I, my yeah, Fey already has enough HP to take a single hit, and having higher defense yields better results. So there you go. That's the preferred IV. Now let's dive into the optimal build because I, for one, was a uh, attracted to this build because it's titled rar rar and then in brackets generalist bait what does that mean <laughs> well um i believe one of her phrases is you know she does do a rar because she is well, a dragon geez, I, I... 
Although she is the chicken dragon, but I'm I'm a big fan you know. of Rar Rar. I might you know just so I can scream Rar Rar as I enter battle. I might build out a fae. Uh, I was just trying. It was gonna pull up my inventory to see what I have of her. I know I have a bunch somewhere. I just gotta I gotta find it. But uh, yeah, I, I, so this build here, and again, um, I'm gonna apologize everybody as I open these links. I did not look at what was hers uh, indefinitely, but Lightning Breath Plus with a plus defense. That is going to be a... Uh, yeah, that's an inherited uh, attack, it looks like. Yeah, so apparently dragons can inherit any of their other breath attacks because it only comes from a blue and a red character. So I didn't realize that dragons can inherit uh, other dragon attacks from other or dragon weapons from quote unquote weapons uh, outside of their color hmm. so that's a slight difference than what I was saying earlier because apparently dragons can inherit other dragon abilities um, it's interesting which it, it kind of makes sense since dragons are a special thing and um, the other main thing about dragon units is that they use uh magic attack or magic their attacks are considered magical so they're very useful against characters that have a um have a arm have low resistance it's funny because looking at these builds they all recommend inheriting a weapon uh except for well she's she's built in with light breath and most of the builds listed here have you inheriting some sort of lightning breath uh so that's interesting to see so maybe Faye is one of those characters where people are hoping for a, ref a weapon uh refinery upgrade because she might be in need of it if you're having to inherit weapons elsewhere well she does have a refinery oh. upgrade um i believe the main reason they want you to inherit lightning breath is that lightning breath has built-in um uh distant counter Oh. Uh, dragons are usually, you know, one range. And since um, with the ability of a dragon to inherit any dragon breath, not just that of the same color, giving her lightning breath where she can has built-in disencounter is very useful. Hmm. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know. I do have a, I, I, yeah. So that's good to know. Because, I yeah, I've seen a couple dragons kind of poke at me from afar and wondering, like, wait a minute. Since when can you do a ranged attack? So that's always good to know. Um, her assist skill is a swap. So again, a reposition. Or sorry, I shouldn't say that. It's a movement type skill. So your swap is basically... That's exactly how it sounds. You're, you're swapping with the character you target. Her... And that's, that's an easy one to get hold of because there's a handful of three-star characters that even have that yeah, built in. Yeah, but backing that up... Her special skill that's recommended with this build is Ether, which is one you're going to have to inherit from some pretty beefy folks. Uh, basically, any of the Croms, any of the Lucinas, and a couple of the Ikes. All unlockable at 5-star. So, well, Not any of the Lucinas. Oh, no, no, yeah. Spring Lucina and... Masked Marth Lucina do not have it. And none of the... But... Yeah, you're right. I kind of messed up on all of those because it's... Lucina, Brave Lucina, Crom, Exalted Crom, Brave Ike, and Ike. And hey, that's another example of a character that got a second version 
exalted Crom. Well, yeah, but he got it after um, Erica True. did. And you could argue the Brave characters were that before Erica. But I was more referring to ones that weren't unique, special like that. Um, Erica was the first one other than the Brave characters mm. and special characters that had gotten a thing. Since then, we've gotten a couple others, like the whole Fallen Heroes banner other than mm. Harden. Well, yeah, and that's that's what I was... Yeah, that's good. So... um in terms of her backup special, which you might want to look at, is Glimmer. And you can pick that up on a bunch of four-star characters, uh, including Mar- uh, Perry, Baruka, uh, South, Lanku. So you, lots of uh, lots of options there. Moving into her uh, ABCS, you've got Steady Breath. Uh, which is only from okay, Brave Ike. so scratch that. Fury 3. <laughs> Again, we're not we're not asking folks to drop thousands of dollars on a fay, uh, and I hope Game Press isn't isn't suggesting that either. So, um, no offense, fay. Well, that that's why this is listed as an optimal build, and they often give budget options. I'm glad they do, because um, you know, because Fury Three comes out of Hinata at level four at four star. Might be a couple others that have it at four star as well. Uh, Fallen Takumi, but. You know, there's a larger selection and at least one four-star that you can get Fury 3 off mm-hmm. of. Then you have yeah. Quick Reposit, Repo, Repost uh, 3, which Repost, you're going to get. Yeah. You're going to have to break down some five-stars for that. Uh, the backup for that would be Vantage 3. And you've got uh, some options there that are a little easier to swallow, including a four-star Reinhardt or Long Q. Yep. So. Yep. That's generally, from what I've seen, what the budget options are. Um, the If the uh, preferred option is a five-star only, that's when they give you a budget option. So you can get something that is easier to get hold of. Uh, like, Resploy is recommended for her C skill, which is the one that um, gives a negative resistance to anyone who has one or more less resistance and that's only available on five star sonya loot and gunthra wow those are some that's a tough pill to swallow but um but hone attack is on three different four star units so that's easy oh yeah especially if you've been playing for over a year you've got a spare olivia or mathilda math ilda it's matilda is what I usually because refer to it the, as. Because that's but... the way you pronounce it, Eddie. I'm just crazy. I don't know how to pronounce things. <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. And that was totally not on purpose. That wasn't. That was. That was Ryan. Just. Uh, okay. Let's move. Let's move on. Uh, the the seal you can give her is a distant defense, which again probably something that you have laying around or you can swap with characters and. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll admit I haven't double-checked in a while. Um, for the most part, you get seals through the um, voting gauntlet. Uh, I don't know how long it takes for it to come for you to for- create on your own in the uh, forge, uh, Sacred Seal Forge, but eventually I believe it usually does come out like that you can create it in the Sacred Seal hmm. Forge. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, I personally will not be building out a fey but if you are building a dragon team i'm sure fey there's not a lot of dragons so maybe fey fits in like you were looking at uh she fits in with that strategy i don't know um 
I mean, we have had a couple more green dragons since then. Um, Murr is a green dragon. I believe um, Felgrima, uh male version is a green mm -hmm. dragon. Uh, so we have had some more green dragons since then, depending on what you're looking for. Uh, but you might see her more often in Dragon Emblem teams, uh, which is uh, because most people have put the most work already into She's her. She's been around. And she and she does drop as a four-star, where the other two are five-star right. only. Well, that's, uh, that's really cool. I would really dig these spotlights, because um, most folks might be like, why are they talking about heroes that they don't actively use? I honestly like talking about heroes we don't use from time to time, because it gives us an opportunity to learn about a hero that we may not have considered to be something that fits within our our team so it's really nice to kind of jump back and forth but next week's hero that we're looking at and and for hmm. me though one of the things i like about the summoner's focus section is digging into the lore uh Faye was a character i never got to play because she was only in a in a japanese only game true so i like digging into the lore a bit as well the lore is so. helpful because the lore kind of gives you the the base knowledge of where that character comes from and Oftentimes, I find not digging into a character in your play style is, for me anyways, is mostly attributed to the fact that I don't know who that character is. So now that I know a bit more about Faye, it might be something I look at to create a a binding blade team. I don't know. Um, that's really cool. But um, you've already pulled the Discord and you got to vote for Camilla next week, the base Camilla, Bewitching Beauty, who's been around since the beginning of the game. Um, yep, we are doing Fates mm -hmm. next week, uh, which is one of the more recent, and I think the group that has the most single or most characters from that game in it so far. Cool. Uh, now, Camilla, be with Cool, you. yeah, and, and that honestly was one of my first five stars. Actually, my first five star that I got in this game, and and you may not remember, folks, but at the very beginning of this game when it released last February. The initial surge of five-star heroes came with animated intros when you when you summon them, and Camilla was one of those characters. So, uh, yeah, really cool. I think they actually stopped doing it after the first time, which which was a bit of a bummer. Well, it, it's a bit of a bummer, but it also takes up a lot of space to create these videos each time. Yeah, so, but they are in there if you haven't locked them. It takes up a lot of storage space in the game. Yep, they're still there. Uh, Camilla still does it when you when you get her. Um, she's one of the ones that got dropped down to a four and five star version, I think. Uh, I think she's, or she might be a three or four star version, like Robin got shifted I to. Think he... But she comes out as four star, and she still plays the intro unless you skip it when you get her. Yeah, yeah, which I have done in the past when when summoning green orbs as i try to not get camilla but end up getting her so look forward to that i i mean while we're here and we're talking about summoners focus do you know what game we're doing after fates maybe we can uh, we can drop a little you know hint since we've locked camilla in maybe we want to get some votes for the next one certainly um let's see shadow dragon nice. which is marth's game um it does include new mystery of or the mystery of the emblem series because uh, from when I was looking through, it did seem that they combined uh, all the Marth games together. Uh, Shadow Dragon, or as it was originally called, Dark Dragon and the Sword of Light, in New Mystery of the Emblem, or Mystery of the Emblem when it was originally released. 
Um, both seem to be combined together. Uh, everyone in the game seems to be listed as Mystery of the Emblem, I think. Okay. Uh, but There you go. So the original Fire Emblem game is what we'll be doing next week, or the following yeah. week. Which was yes. remade for, the, for North America. Yes, that is the Shadow Dragon title. That is the remade version. Which I bought, but never played which is uh almost embarrassing to say being on a fire emblem podcast so i i've bought i've played through the prologue chapters in like the first two or three chapters of the main game and keep meaning to go back to it but getting distracted by other games such is life my friend yeah you know, i technically ha- i technically have it on my wii u which maybe i should connect sometime this decade but <laughs> well uh we'll We'll figure that out sooner or later. But speaking of other games, let's go through the Outrealm Gate and talk about other Fire Emblem games this week, looking at the new DLC that hit Fire Emblem Warriors, focusing on Awakening. Now, I will start by saying, when they add DLC to Fire Emblem Warriors, the DLC bullet points may not be a lot. But the way Warriors is set up is that when they add new content, it's spread very thin in terms of there's lots to do with i won't say minimal rewards they're always rewarding you but there's just they add so much with with so little bullet points so when they say three new characters three new history maps uh, a bunch of new skins like it's spread out in a way where you are having to play hours to unlock all of that content um so that being said what's your time in the awakening dlc been like eddie uh, like I hinted at last week, I kind of started focusing on trying to get Lissa's axe in her um, fully upgraded version. Uh, the way they worked it when the game first came out, um, all the characters, uh, certain characters had unique weapons. Uh, you could eventually get a scroll for those weapons. Uh, when you got the scroll, you'd have to kill 10,000 enemies and you'd boost its power up to 240 at the time. Um, unlocking its quote-unquote true mm. power. Uh, but when they started adding the DLC, they added um, opuses for your weapons, which then boosted the power up to 720. Uh, this was also the time they added in the hero weapons, which gave you 480 attack Wait, power. So fully on the Or the S-level S weapons. Fully yeah. upgraded weapons, Sorry? 700? 720 when you activate the opus on a character insane that's a lot of power now what hero level do you have to have to kind of get to that point um at least i think it was 15 maybe 20 whatever level you could upgrade them Hmm. at uh because to get the skill you had to create the surge crest and upgrade them to their quote-unquote advanced class okay um that unlocked the ability to create additional seals which initially was up to a rank uh with one little side or drop down skill if you had the unique weapon uh then when they added in the fates uh fates dlc they added the s rank to all characters in the secondary second level of the unique weapon which is what allowed them to get the 720 but in theory you could if you get the abilities and get the um, materials needed, you could have a level 1 character with a 720 weapon. Wow. There's still not going to be much use against a 
level 80 opponent because you know the difference in level would affect that i guess the level 15 character with the 720 weapon because you have to have the surge crest first right although i guess technically with the um, new thing they added where you can reset your character's level you could theoretically have a level one character with a 720 weapon hmm. that's true yeah yeah you but, could do that uh, not i don't know why you would <laughs> but uh Neither do I. Yeah, but you the, could. hey, no one ever asked if you should. They just asked if you could. Um, so for for me, I've I've played a I played a bit as all the new heroes, uh, played a lot as Tharja, and um, dabbled with Owain. It's Owain, right? Yeah. So Owain's yep. interesting because he's he's got the most personality, the most interesting personality of the three they added, but he's another sword character. So. Um, one comment we've had previous about the DLC is that you get all these new characters at level one and you've probably spent the last 50 hours leveling all your other heroes. But the easiest way to level them up is similar to how you would in the Fire Emblem main series by pairing them up where they don't take damage and they still gain XP. And I found after two or three battles, I would have a character up to 20, which allowed me to tackle some of the history maps that I hadn't really touched. So that was the workflow I used and it worked quite well. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, I'm tackling a bit. Uh, essentially, I found out that I wasn't going to be able to complete the uh, awakening maps quite yet because I needed more characters with higher powered weapons and stuff. Uh, so I've been going back and trying to get other characters their opuses. Uh, so, and I've been having uh, Livia run around with them. She's up to her around forty. Uh, Wayne does it some. He's somewhere in the 20s. But yeah, that's what I do. I have them pair up and run around with the character I'm playing as who can smack down a lot of characters. It's very quick leveling them up if you're up in a level 60 uh, map. True. You know, especially when they're level 1, those first 5, 6 levels go pretty much every time you swing your weapon. Yeah. I've had a lot of luck just kind of playing around and and whatnot but i find that i've whenever new dlc comes out for this game i say oh I, before i do this i have to do all of this other stuff so lynn we all know lynn is one of my favorite characters but with fire emblem warriors you might like what wait you've been keeping that secret why didn't you tell us before <laughs> all right uh good one um yes you're right so lynn as we all know is uh my favorite character uh she was the first character that i i don't know why i'm so you're making me explain it yeah yeah <laughs> it's never been a secret and I, if you've been listening since the beginning you know the obvious reasons not i shouldn't say that that sounds bad the reason being that she was the first character i was introduced in the fire emblem main series not counting smash so in in this game she's a hero and she's got like costumes that they've added weapons all that fun stuff and in order to unlock those you might like put blinders on and try to go down that path but like you said you'll always come across this one map where it's like bows only level 50 and it's like well geez that is exactly the issue i'm having yeah. with Flint. so what did i do i I, I finally like, all right, well, I guess I got to focus on my bows. So I got so sick of playing bow characters trying to level them up that I just gave up on it, which was incredibly sad. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'll try to unlock Celica because I really liked Celica from the Echoes game that I played. Another bow map uh, that had to be completed. Now, I did complete that one uh, eventually, but it took me months, you know, 
And, and then I was like, well, how can I make this easier? Oh, I know. I should probably have more bow characters to choose from. I find Anna is a bow character. And to get her, you got to grind out at least one of the illustrations. And once you finally unlock that illustration, it's a level 80 awakening only map because I unlocked it on the awakenings thing. And level 80, I don't even have any characters close to level 80. <sighs> yeah, I, like, like I mentioned... Um or may have mentioned once or twice during podcast, Lissa being my favorite character. Um, I know everyone's <laughs> shocked, but um, I focus on her a lot. So I actually had her as an awakening character. Um, most of my other awakening characters were kind of low, but I, I did have her up there. So I used her to unlock Anna, uh, help unlock Anna because she was up there and she's still my highest level. She's only about one Oh six still, but like, um, I did the same thing. I went to unlock Lens, and it had to be a bow character. Uh, so I chose Sakura as my bow character. I didn't do multiple. I just did the one, uh, especially since the bow map for Lin is a single character map, Yeah, I believe. Um, so I chose Sakura, and then come to find out that her strength doesn't really grow that well. Gave her topsy-turvy, but which allows her to attack with her magic, but it's I've still got her at like level 90-something, and she has trouble, and she cannot get the S rank on that. She can't kill quick enough. So I'm starting to work on Anna and others while I'm hunting down others to work on Lissa's axe. Is Anna the preferred but... bow user in that game? Maybe it's saying something about me being a... Uh, male that I tend to prefer the female mm -hmm. characters uh, but I just kind of have drifted towards the female characters in the game more than the males which gets annoying when I need to do a male one but since the game allows corn or robin doesn't care which uh, version of it you're using you can send either one in as a male or female well i mean let's face it on, on a male only yeah, map. takumi and niles are just assholes so like i don't blame you for focusing on sakura yeah that that might have been part of it is that those characters never appealed to me to begin with takumi always kind of annoyed me i think that's his um, job and niles i haven't played with enough to really fully get the character and determine whether i like or dislike it he's he's just a takumi but but worse honestly uh i i don't know who you're who my my experience with niles is that he's a flirt more than anything he's you know he's like encourageable flirt type thing with more with males oh. but maybe like i said i haven't encountered him very much so if you encountered him a lot more and know he's pretty similar to takumi then that's fine <laughs> I, I mean i could be wrong i don't know but i i do know that i continue to enjoy fire emblem warriors and and like you i think i'm gonna focus in on you know getting my my favorite heroes up to snuff but i found like as i was trying to grind out the illustrations i i had like a million gold by the time i went to spend it so that's a good way to kind of boost heroes up as well but you know tharja is a clone of um robin and olivia is the the sort of new one but she uh her personality she kind of like builds she she plays into the whole like oh don't look at me um when you when you win as her she'll say like oh don't look at me don't look at me and she'll run away which is 
kind of annoying. <laughs> uh, so if that's your thing, go ahead. It's it's in that game. And uh, but she's fun. She's a fun character to play, and Tharja's a lot of fun. And and pairing Robin and Tharja together uh, has some some interesting combinations because um, that's always fun. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt but it. Anyways, we'll probably talk more about Warriors. I know both of us are hoping that we get more news on, on DLC and whatnot. I've heard rumblings that um, they they don't want to do a sequel. They want to look at more DLC. So if the DLC was successful, I could see them having a second wave. Um, this DLC came out pretty quickly um, since release. Like, this is not even six months since the game came out. So... Um, Yep, I'm, I'm hoping for more DLC. Like I said, I would love for uh, this game to not have a sequel and just kind of be a you know, game as a service where they're just regularly adding more DLC, maybe even add, adding a new story chapter to the main storyline or just, you know, adding in, regularly adding in new characters and history maps to it. Uh, like I said, in the um, Hyrule Warriors game, uh, I don't know how soon after the original launch of the game it was, but they eventually added in the uh, villains as playable characters, so it'd be nice to get yeah. them. I don't want to pay for those characters, yeah. but a free update, like you said, would be would be acceptable. Uh, I don't... I, I mean, I, I don't really want to play as Garnef or Voladir or whatever the heck his name is, and, and Darius is just like a Ronin clone or whatever the one of the main dudes is, but... Yeah, he's a Rowan and Leanna clone again. Yeah, so I mean... It's kind of not that I necessarily want to play as him, but it adds an interesting dynamic being able to play as him. And the other thing being that um, while those characters tend to pop up regularly as mm -hmm. opponents, um, you can much better collect items for people who need their items if they're playable, it feels to yeah. me. And and they have you, you know it, they there has been precedence for adding stuff for free like the hero challenge and the armor strike and all that fun stuff was a was a hero map added for free so maybe maybe they'll do the same with the with the villains and give us a hero map to kind of give us a playground so and technically part of the upgrades from the DLC is added as free in the updates as well like the level cap I believe was increased whether you bought the DLC or true. not. I believe the temple blessings were given, whether you bought the DLC or not. Yeah, the DLC was more like map you know? and character focused, right? And skins as well. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah look, look forward to more Fire Emblem Warriors talk as we move forward, because I think that's a, both, a game both of us will be playing as we wait for the inevitable news of the Fire Emblem Switch game, which we only have a working title for, and it's called Fire Emblem. Super creative. Speaking of Fire Emblem... We got an email from Josh. Hey, just wanted to say I love the Faye podcast. I've been having a Fire Emblem craze these days, and I look forward to every Saturday to get my fill. Keep up the great stuff. Eddie, let's keep up the great stuff. I shall endeavor mm -hmm. to do so. So that's going to do it for this week. Eddie, any final words for the fine listeners? No. <laughs> One one of these days, I'll figure out something to say, some kind of sign off. That's thing. fine. No, nope works as well. Maybe, maybe somewhere around episode fifty. Oh or well, so, you, I'll finally figure well, out. Maybe what to next say. time I'll give you a warning. I'll just write a little note here, like, all right, throw it to Eddie for final words. Good. Well, I'm I'm for one, I'm excited that we were able to sit down and get a chat in on a Saturday because I look forward to Saturdays too when I get to talk about Fire Emblem. 
But uh, if you want to know more about this podcast, you can go to gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. All of our back catalog is there. Email the show like Josh did, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord over at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. We pull those users for show content all the time. So if you want to, you know, inject your opinion into the show, that's also a great way to do it. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, Eddie at Dralfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning. Oh,